You're tuning into the Active Mom Podcast with physical therapist, Dr. Carrie Pagliano, a real mom's guide to all things postpartum return to workouts after baby. If you're a postpartum mom, coach, trainer, or physical therapist looking for answers on how to get back to running, CrossFit, yoga, Pilates, HIIT, you name it without the fear of pelvic floor issues or doing something wrong, this is the podcast for you. Let's start the show. As a physical therapist, there's nothing I love more than having a plan that works and a client with results that makes them jump literally for joy without the wet pants, without any pain, and without feeling like their organs are going to fly out of their body. If you're a postpartum coach, trainer, or physical therapist like me, and you want to get those results that are going to make you jump for joy, make sure to get on the wait list for the Real Mom's Guide to Postpartum Return to Run Pro Edition coming in September. Go to course.carriepagliano.com backslash R to R Pro 22 to get on the wait list now. Can't wait to see you there. All right. Today we have on Neely Gracie, who is not only uh, author of the new book, uh, Breakthrough Women's Running. Yes, I have it here. <laughs> but also uh, an elite marathoner. Um, she's been active in running her whole life and a mom of two. Um, so Neely, thanks for joining us today. And maybe you can just tell us a little bit about kind of how you got into running and now coaching and, and mom, motherhood and all that good stuff. Yeah, thank you so much. That was a very nice intro. I am excited to get to chat with you and get to know you a little bit better um, just off of the Instagram world specifically. Yeah. So um, thank you for this opportunity. But yeah, I um, I started running in eighth grade and I had like a little bit of an unusual um like intro to running because my dad was actually a professional athlete when I was born. And so I just grew up kind of not knowing any different and running was just always a part of like what my family did. And like our vacations were set up around races and we would go to Colorado for the summer for altitude training. And I was like, doesn't every seven year old go to Colorado for the summer for altitude training? That's amazing. You know, so it was just my, my whole perspective on running from a very young age is very, I think, unique and different than probably what most um, kids have experienced. And I remember I played soccer in first grade and I was like terrified of the ball. And so That's like me. at the end of the season, yeah, right? At the end of the season, the soccer coach like was talking to my parents. He was like, yeah, um, Neely really likes the running part, but she like runs away from the ball. <laughs> it doesn't really work that great. That, that's um, me. Yes. So Every time I played me. a ball sport, it was in my face. So I became a runner. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So it's one of those that, um, you know, it kind of shown through, I guess, when I was pretty, pretty young that, um, maybe anything with like balls and coordination and stuff wasn't necessarily going to be my forte. That's amazing. And then you ran through high school and then college, a few championships under your belt too. Yeah. Yeah. So I ran in high school. Um, I was four time uh, Pennsylvania state high school champion. Um, I ended up winning nationals in the two mile um, in my senior year and at high school in high school. And then I went on to run collegiately at Shippensburg university and, um, 
which is a Division II school in Pennsylvania. And I was an eight-time NCAA champion there. And I still hold um, the Division II 5K record. That's pretty cool. Which was, what's, what's the record? Uh, fifteen twenty-seven. Okay. That's okay. That's quick. <laughs> <laughs> that's quick. Amazing. And so you were basically, I mean, a track athlete, and then you decided to make this shift to longer distance and this was pre-kids, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So right out of college, I joined the Hansons, um, and they're notorious for being a marathon team. Um, however, I started with them with a little bit more of a track focus, still kind of carrying that out of college. Um, I still competed in a lot of like five Ks and 10 Ks, um, had some really good success and then started to have a little bit of a string of injuries, which, um, you know, I look back on as now I think I was just very unhappy. Um, and it's amazing how much like unhappiness and environment can play into how it impacts your performance. Um, and it was just, my husband and I were living apart. Um, I, was in like an entirely new area where I didn't really know anyone. I didn't have like the support that I had had my entire life until that point. Um, because I grew up, um, went to college in my hometown. My dad was my coach from the time I was in eighth grade until I graduated college and joined the Hanson. So I just hadn't had a lot of change. And I think I had a lot of growth to do as a person um, (laughs) and a lot of growing up to do as most um, young adults entering the world after college. And so I just went through that like kind of rough um, couple years of figuring life out a bit. Um, And ultimately, uh, three years later, ended up in Colorado, where Dylan and I um, finally lived together um, for the first time. (laughs) And uh, we were able to kind of create a life that was our own in an environment and a place that we were happy. That's amazing. And that's where you guys are now, right, Colorado? And that's where we are today. Yeah, we're in Colorado. um, And, you know, kind of feels a little full circle from those altitude days as a little kid. Um, And so I I still have like random deja vu moments where I'm like, I've been here before. I know it. Like it's very, (laughs) it's really funny. Um, So that's kind of neat. It's, it's really nice to have a place that kind of feels familiar. Um, and even though we don't have family out here, um, it is really nice to like have such good friends out here that, you know, kind of step up as family. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. And then you guys decided to have a start a family. What, um, what was your, what was your expectations kind of going in as far as, you know, where did you think you were going to be able to run? What did you think that was going to look like? Yeah. So I was a Brooks athlete for three years when I was at the Hansons. When I moved to Colorado, um, that contract expired. And so I um, started with Adidas and I trained as an Adidas athlete um, for the next two years. That's when I started my marathon career. Um, you know, the one of the races that I'm like best known for is my top uh, finish um, at 
I was the top American um, at the 2016 Boston Marathon. Yes. And I finished ninth place that year. And that was like my first marathon ever. And then I did New York that fall um, where I was the second American and finished eighth. And so I um, was really excited about this new like endeavor with longer distances. Um, and that spring in 2017, I decided that I was going to try and chase a national title um, in the road circuit. And so I decided to not do a spring marathon and rather um, try for the 15K, the 25K, and the half marathon U.S. championships and to see if one of those I could come out on top. Yeah. And I was third, second, and second. So That's it, was pretty a, good. it was a very successful spring, but I fell a little bit short of that main goal. Yeah. And I, um, I think finishing that season, I was like, okay, like I didn't get the goal. It didn't end the way that I wanted it to. Um, yes, it was very successful. Yes, you know, things came together almost um, the way I wanted it to, but not quite. And yeah. so um, I think I, I didn't allow myself to rest enough. Mm. Um, and I took like a couple of days off and I was like, okay, I want to get right back in the training. I don't want to lose too much fitness. I need to, you know, I still have these goals. I got it. Yeah. Um, and then that summer I just like the fitness just didn't come around. My body like didn't have the rest it needed. And so it wasn't, um, cooperating <laughs> the way that yeah. I had hoped. And, um, I ultimately kind of had to call my season in August of 2017, um, because I just, I couldn't, uh, really get in any consistent training without yeah. something flaring up. Oh, um, and at that point, my sister had found out that she was pregnant and I started to get this like, huh, I, this is something that we've really wanted. Um, yeah. Like I always had this drive to be a professional runner and a drive to be a mom. And I was like, you know what? I'm hurt. Like I need to take some time off. Like, let's just try for a few months. And yeah. if it happens great. If it doesn't happen, I'll run Boston. Um, and I was like, it's win-win, right? So we, I ended up getting pregnant right away. Um, and then kind of, I think what I had expected and the way I thought things would go, like quickly did not um, pan out that way. Um, and so I totally was like, I'm going to be that person that runs through my pregnancy every single day. Yeah. I'm going to like be so fit and I'll be like, you know, that really cute runner where you like can't even tell that she's pregnant until she turns around and she has the really cute baby bump. And I was like, I love it. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Um, and yeah, it was not that way. It was very <laughs> much not that way. Um, and so I, I, I feel like my whole pregnancy was just me like trying to mentally shift my mindset yeah. of like away from where my expectations were for sure. myself to like accepting and being okay with reality. What were you experiencing? Was it fatigue? Were you having aches and pains? Like what, what kind of smacked you in the face? Like, okay, this is not what I expected. All of those. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. I, 
I was super tired. I mean, yeah. I am someone that like, I have a decent amount of energy. Um, I, you know, even as a professional athlete running a hundred miles a week, I never napped. I never, you know, had this like, oh, I have to rest and relax and watch Netflix all the time. And, you know, like I was definitely someone that's like, no, I have a good like energy store and I have yeah. like, I want to put forth that energy um, into something productive. And so, you know, I would like, I started my coaching business as an, a professional athlete because I was like, I need something to do. I can't just sit here, <laughs> right. you know, like I need, you know, more stimulation than this. Um, and so I have never experienced fatigue as I have during pregnancy. Um, and to the point that like, I would wake up at six in the morning and by 10 o'clock, I would need like a full hour nap. I was wow. so exhausted. And that was like without even running. <laughs> I yep. was like, I'm just so tired. Um, and I was sick my entire pregnancy with oh, um, with Athens. And so that was really hard. I um, couldn't eat vegetables or meat. And so I like shifted to eating like a five-year-old. I would eat like pizza or uh, grilled cheese or macaroni and cheese. Yep. <laughs> like, no, that really is a five-year-old. <laughs> like, this is Just all cheese. I can eat. Yeah. Like some form of bread and cheese. Was like it it sounds delicious. Um, and ice cream. I could eat yeah. ice cream also. Um, so yeah, it was, it was just like so many shifts. Um, and then my lower back started to hurt and, I had like SI joint issues to the point uh -huh. that if I would run, I like couldn't even function as a person. Yep. So it was like, okay, I can't run so that I can at least like walk um, yeah. like as a human to like do things do around the house. Yeah. Um, and so that was just like such an identity shift for me. Um, I, I had never taken that like extended amount of time off before because it ended up being about six months from the time that I had to stop running during my pregnancy to when I could start running on the other side of delivery. Um, and so, yeah, it, it was just a lot of things, you know, didn't go the way that I expected. I gained 50 pounds, which going from like an elite athlete to um, like a sedentary <laughs> pregnant yeah. person I was like, wait, what? Like, who am I? You know, so there yeah. was totally the identity crisis as well. Um, and then I was still sponsored by Adidas during this time. So I'm trying to come up with like, I have to still be this like strong and motivational presence on right. social media because I'm not racing. So how do I like still, um, you know, support my brand? And that was really challenging because it's like, what do you talk about if you're not running and you're a runner right. and you're paid to run? And I'm like, right. I don't know how to do this. Um, so yeah, it was definitely not um, the pregnancy that I had imagined. But on the other side of it, I had a healthy kid and I was healthy. And, you know, ultimately that was the goal. Um, but it just felt a little bit more challenging than what I was expecting it to be. Yeah. Did you find that when you talk to friends of yours who are in the professional running space that, you know, go through pregnancy, that, that there's such a variation, like they can have experiences like yours where you're like, gosh, you know, I, I'm this elite athlete and I can't even do this. And then other people, it looks almost effortless. Totally. That, yeah. Yeah, it's it's across the board for sure, yes. which is so incredible. Um, 
but also so complicated. Yes. Uh, and that's, I think, one of the biggest challenges is, you know, often people share when things are going great and then they don't share when things aren't. Yes. So I had seen so many runners who were like, oh, look, like, you know, I did a 10 mile run the day before I delivered. And then I was back to running on day six and, you know, and all the stuff. And you're like, that's amazing. That could be me too. And then when that's not reality, you're like, wait, what? Like, am I the one that's like messed up and like, what's wrong with me? Um, When in reality, maybe that was like, very much an anomaly. Um, and that's like, wow, that's incredible and great for them. But like, that's not the norm. Yeah. Um, and so I had to kind of learn that the hard way, I think. Um, and then I also feel that from the time I had Athens in 2018 to the time that I had my second son in 2021, there was so much information. Yeah. So, like it just turned a corner. It did. From, it did. Like my pregnancy with Athens, I was like looking and looking and looking for information. And there was like nothing out there. And I was looking and looking and looking for support and like understanding and like guidance with like how to return to running after yep. you have a baby. And there was nothing. No. And this time around, I felt like there was so much more. Yeah. Um, and so that is really encouraging to see, even in just that short three-year span. I think so, too. My my oldest is 11 now, and um, I very much went into it, too. I'm going to run through my whole pregnancy. I'm going to run into the delivery room. And I very distinctly remember the moment at 19 weeks. Uh, we lived across the river from Georgetown, and I got maybe like a quarter mile down this trail, and I sat down on a rock, and I cried, and I called my husband. I'm like... I can't go anymore. <laughs> I'm like, it just, it hurts too much. Kids jumping on my bladder, like my pubic bone. I'm like, this isn't going to happen. And yep. you have this idea of how things are supposed to go. And you do, you think you mess something up. Um, but I, I think, you know, you know, fast forward 10 or 15 years, or, you know, I, I guess he's 11 now, so I guess we can't go that far. But, <laughs> you know, the fact, I, and again, it's a blessing and the curse of social is, yes, we hear about more people that, you know, run the day before their marathon, but I think there are far more women being open about, gosh, you know, I, I'm in incredible shape. This can still happen because one doesn't necessarily equate to the other. There's far more variables. But to your point, like, I think that, that the big shift in it's it's been so interesting to see the shift and more research as far as postpartum return to run. But then also, you know, pro women in sport, period, coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, after babies and killing it in Olympics and killing it, you know, at races and, you know, just stepping up and, you know, I, I'm thinking of you and, and, you know, working for a brand and, you know, your, your, um, uh, Alicia Montano writing your, your forward. I mean, that, that had to mean a lot mm-hmm. to have her kind of speak to that. Could tell me, tell me a little bit about that. Like, have, did you have conversations with her about kind of getting back to sport as a mom? Yeah, we were, so my co-author, Cindy and I, when we were like very early in the planning for the book, um, so this was a two-year process writing the book, um, and our first uh, kind of phase of writing was creating like 
an outline of these are the chapters that we want to include, and these are some of the people that we want to highlight. And Alicia um, came up in multiple um, different, multiple different times as like, oh, she could be really good for this chapter or this chapter or this yeah. chapter. Um, and so we knew we really wanted her to be a part of it because she is just such a um, amazing uh, spokesperson for like women's running in general, but also yeah. um, mother running as well. And so uh, ultimately when we were writing the book, we were kind of like, you know what? I think having her as um, a forward uh, would be incredible. Yeah. Um, and so when we re like, I had reached out to her and we had a couple conversations about it and she was open to that idea. Um, she too felt like this topic was going to be so beneficial for, yeah. um, you know, other female runners and, uh, we were just really honored that she was open to sharing with us. Um, and so it was actually like so perfect because when we kind of had like the interview with her, um, I, my childcare had been, um, canceled that day. And so I had both kids and Rome was like pretty young. Um, and I was like, okay, like I'm going to hold Rome in the carrier. Hopefully he'll fall asleep. I'll give Athens the iPad. Like we'll get this, you know, and it'll all work. And it ended up with all of us in our bedroom closet. Um, <laughs> While Athens is like ha saying things like he had to go to the bathroom, of course, of course, um, and he for some reason didn't want to watch a movie, which he like they always do. always wants yes. to watch a movie, um, and he was crying and Rome was crying, and thank goodness for mute <laughs> because right? I was like, oh my gosh! But if there's anyone who gets it, it's Alicia. Yes. So, oh my gosh! Um, yes. I was like, this is so mortifying, um, but I was like, I'm just doing the best I can right of now. Of course. Um, but I was like, trying, trying my best um, during that, and it all turned out just fine. The forward <laughs> is great. Um, Alicia was wonderful. She was very gracious, um, and so. Yeah, but I I had had a history with her for several years, um, all the way back to when I was in college when I ran that Division Two record. Yeah. Um, it was at the U.S. Championships in Eugene. Oh, um, super cool! And I met Alicia in the ice bath. We were ice bath. Uh, <laughs> That's the, the night before the race, and I was sitting there and I had no idea who she was. And I was just talking with her and I was like, oh, you know, I'm in college. Like, this is my first time ever here. And she's like, oh, really? Well, you're going to do awesome. You know, and, she, and here she had won like eight titles, right, you know, exactly. and I had no clue. That's um, amazing. And I was like, I can't wait to cheer for you tomorrow. And I just remember <laughs> like um, my husband, who was my boyfriend um, at the time, had like come out to watch me. And um, Alicia had this like amazing rock on her finger. And I was just like, oh my gosh, that is so pretty. And she's like, oh yeah, like I just got married. And like, it was so fun. And so anyways, then I like looked her up after and I was like, oh, this is so cool. Oh, um, so I was like total fangirl That's of a Alicia. That's a great story. Um, 
from like that moment forward. Totally. And so anyways, like over the years, we've interacted, um, you know, on social media and in person several times. Yeah. And so it was just like really cool. Um, because I still feel a little bit of like that fangirl um, totally. that, that shines through. So it was, you know, even though I was talking to her from my closet while my kids screaming that he has to poop, it was, you know, I, I think that's fine. perfect though, because, you know, just I, I had a call with somebody this morning and her, she was over in Wales and her kids were running in and out. And of course it's like a hundred degrees there. And she's, and I'm like, it's fine. I, I understand you. I, this is, this is what motherhood is and this is how we have to navigate it, which I think that makes your book so much better because you're writing it from a place of knowing you're writing it from a place of no, I'm in the closet and my kid says he has to poop and I'm talking to this amazing person. <laughs> so, so other, other than that, like what, it, what inspired you to be like, yeah, this book has to be written. Women need to have more support in kind of um, trying to find those big dreams and, and getting support, getting back to running. Yeah, I mean, so back going back to that college time. Um, so I went to school to be uh, a coach. I knew that's what I wanted. Um, and literally, the foundation of coaching is um, relationships. Yeah. And so I, um, my my degree was human communication, and so it's literally interacting, learning how to talk to different types of people in different settings. Um, and to me, that was so critical um, as a coach. And then I had a coaching minor. And so I always was trying to tie in communication and coaching. Um, and there was nothing out there. No. Like the, it was so annoying. And I was like, how, how is there nothing on this when this is literally the foundation of coaching? And if I could find anything on coaching, it was always male coaches. Yes. Um, and it was always male athletes too. And that was really confusing to me as well because I was like, okay, like this is like we're missing so much yes. right here. Um, and so I remember in college thinking like I need to write a book someday and I need to have a – female perspective with coaching and communication as the forefront. Um, and so fast forward 10 years um, and uh, Cindy, my co-author and Human Kinetics, our publisher, uh, reach out to me and they're like, hey, we have this idea. We want to write a book for women runners written by women runners. Shocking, groundbreaking. I know. And I was like, sign me up. It is. This is amazing. Yeah. This is what we need. Um, awesome. So I was like, this is my dream come true. Um, and it just kind of happened that it was like right at the start of the pandemic. So there wasn't a lot of other stuff going on for me. Yeah. I wasn't racing. Um, and so I dove in. I was like, this is going to be awesome. So we started working on it. Um, and then right when I was going to pick up my own training and uh, start competing again, I got pregnant with Rome. So then it was like, okay, well, <laughs> now I have a book. whole pregnancy, <laughs> so let's do it. Um, and so literally uh, our deadline was June 14th, um, 2021. And I had moved it to that date because my due date was June 26th. Oh my and goodness. And so I was like, okay, 
I our and our original do, um, deadline was July 1st. And I was like, that's not going to work. So we shifted everything two weeks earlier. Um, and on June 13th, I went into labor and I texted Cindy and I was like, Hey, I'm not going to hit our deadline tomorrow. <laughs> I'm in the middle of something I like, that I can't Sorry. stop. <laughs> Um, and she was like, don't worry, I got this. So she was able to kind of hit submit for us on, on, uh, the final, um, edits and everything and sent that over to our our publishers. So, um, yeah, so my deadline for both the book and Rome was the same day. Um, So technically who's your second kid? Is it the book or is it Rome? (laughs) Technically it would be the book because it was supposed to be 9am and Rome was born at 10.30am. So wow. That, that's like quintessential mom, like (laughs) like mom with a flying cape on that you're doing all the things and oh by the way let me just publish a book while I'm in labor exactly exactly (laughs) oh that's awesome I love that so (laughs) so now you're an author you finally got that off your plate Rome is how old now yeah so he just turned one oh my goodness congratulations how how's it going surviving the pandemic and two little ones you (laughs) you know um it's just one of those where it's like if you think too far into the future, it's so overwhelming and stressful. Um, And you're like, there's no way I could ever do that. And then it's like, when you're just thrown into it, and you're like, I have no choice. Like, it was not my choice to get pregnant and have a second child during a global pandemic. Like, that was not at all what I was hoping. Not on your bingo card. (laughs) Um, But that's what I was dished out. And so I was like, you know what, we're going to make the most of this. Um, And it was tough. It was really hard. I mean, that's when like, there weren't any vaccines, the mortality rate for pregnancy um, was a lot higher. Um, The like, birth issues, um, like the preterm labor, all of that was like really elevated. And so it was very isolating, because we didn't interact with anyone. It was like, we will stay in our house. We will not interact with people um, because we can't get sick. Um, And so that was very scary and like very challenging, but we did it. We did what we needed to do. Um, It was very overwhelming though. And so, you know, it's very nice to be on the other side of it. Um, We have all since gotten COVID (laughs) in the past year and it was okay. Um, You know, fortunately we were vaccinated. Fortunately we had, um, you know, the kids like Rome wasn't an infant. And so we had, you know, um, we were in a better spot and it wasn't good to hear. There was nothing scary about it. It was annoying. And like, I've been sicker. It was, you know, something that I knew was kind of inevitable with the the world that we are in now. Yeah, definitely. Um, But it was also important for us to start to interact again and do things again. So it was a challenge. Um, So it's not like the way I would have chosen uh, things to go. But, you know, I think that we're doing pretty good overall. And uh, we've adapted. The second child was so much easier um, because our lifestyles already set up around children. Um, And I also had so much more confidence in myself as a parent. I had so much more confidence in myself as a runner knowing, hey, it'll come back. 
Yeah. Um, like I know it will. And I just be patient where after I had Athens, I was like, I don't think I'm ever going to be fast again. Right. Like, yeah. um, and it took me a, such a long time to get there because I kept rushing it and then having setbacks. Um, and so this time around, it's been a lot less stressful. That's good to hear. And I, I know you said, you know, it's hard to, to think far ahead, but like, what, what are you thinking, you know, professionally, obviously there's still a lot more you want to accomplish where, where are your sites right now? Yeah. So I have kind of my first real season coming up. Um, so my first season since 2017, which is pretty amazing. Um, so I'm very excited about that. I uh, did two local races this spring. Um, so I ran the Boulder Boulder 10K and, on Memorial Day, um, which is one of the largest 10Ks. Um, in the country and there were um i think it was like twenty eight thousand ran this year that's pretty good um, for a 10k so, yeah and i finished second so i was really happy with that yeah. um thank you i kind of surpassed my goals and expectations um i had a you know pretty minimal uh build up and i was just kind of having fun um starting to do some workouts again and yeah wanted to kind of just test myself and i think that my biggest takeaway was that i really miss racing and i really yeah. miss that um that part that i haven't had that's mine yeah. for so long um and so I think I smiled like the entire race, maybe not the last that. half mile. Um, that was starting to hurt a little bit, but <laughs> a little most of the race, I smiled the whole way because I was just so thrilled to be yeah. out there like doing my thing again. Um, and so that was really validating for me um, because, you know, I know I love running. I run every day. It's a part of my routine. It's a part of my lifestyle. But I, I didn't know if how much drive I still had with like the really true competitive side. And I was like, I know I still want to race. I know that I still have goals, but like, it, it's kind of, we'll just play it out. See what, see what yeah. kind of happens. It was very validating to be like, oh my gosh, I love this and I want to do this. Um, oh, and that. it is worth my time and, and energy. So that was really cool. Um, and then I did the steamboat half marathon. Yeah. Um, so I'm uh, sponsored by Honey Stinger, uh, and I Honey Stinger is in Steamboat, Colorado. And yeah. so I was like, oh, I've never actually been to Steamboat. And everyone talks about how oh. cool Steamboat is. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, well, I really want to – it's like three hours from us. Okay. And I was like, I really want to do um, – a half marathon there like what better way to go up and like get to check out a new town and whatnot so um we booked a hotel and we went up and we had the best weekend it was That's awesome. so fun the kids um getting to like be there and we hung out in the pool and like athens was so excited about being in a hotel because he doesn't remember right they don't traveling. know they don't he remember anymore remember <laughs> yeah. um and so it was it was really really fun um and then uh, race day. Like I jumped on the bus, went to the start line and, you know, it was so funny. I like ran in a t-shirt, um, because I wanted to wear something that was honey singer and yeah. I, it was the only thing I had was a t-shirt. So I was like, okay, well I'll wear my honey singer t-shirt. Um, which typically I race in like bun huggers and a sports bra, you know, exactly, so it was yeah. like a little, um, <laughs> little different. Um, I wore like a fueling pack cause I wanted to take my phone with me. Um, 
And so I like, because of the kids, I like always want to have my phone yes. just in case, you know? So I like had my phone on me, like ran with my phone in the race, which also I've never done before. <laughs> um, like, this is really weird. Like taking pictures. Um, That's and awesome. yeah, it was just like, it was so, so different. Um, and I ended up winning overall, which is the first time in the history of the race that a female has won overall. That's um, awesome. So that was really, really cool. And uh, I I ended up puking like 400 meters to the finish line. Um, oh, no. It was just like, it was such a fun race though. And like, I, I was I like, that. okay, this is where like, I probably needed a couple more weeks of like training and a couple more long runs under my belt. Cause the last two miles I was like, oh, this is really oh hard. Um, but it was so much fun. And uh, I really, again, like it was so fun to like push myself to that limit yeah. um, and to see like, wow, I still have this, like, I still have this really competitive drive that yeah. like, I also have this really like developed race tactics um, yes. that like come back so quickly. Like it was just like, I knew what I needed to do to run my best on the day. And like five guys started and they went way out in front of me. Like they had probably a minute on me at one point during the race. And then yeah. because it's high altitude, I knew if you go out hard, it's gonna not going to go yep. well, well. And the hills in the last, in the latter part of the race, um, like the first half is kind of more downhill. Okay. Then the second half you hit some like pretty decent hills. So I was like, okay, those hills are going to really hurt. Um, at this elevation, if you're fatigued at all. Yeah. So I was like, so cautious. The first four miles I was jogging. Um, but, and I let these guys go and then I just slowly started to pick them off one after another, after another, oh, and everyone I was like, come on, come with me. Like, let's run together. And they were just like out the back door. Um, and so it was really cool to like have those tactics. Um, and to like, remember like, oh yeah, I've been racing for 19 years. Yes. Like I, it, I have some like wisdom that I yes. can tap into. Um, and I also have like that, let like, like calm confidence yes. that I know how to get the most out of myself. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Right. Like we can, um, we can only control what we can do. And if yeah. we can run our, like, if we can go into any race and we can set it up so that we can be our most successful, hit yeah. all of our strengths and focus on exactly what we need to do each mile and each step of the way, then at the end, like, no matter what the result, we're going to be really thrilled with yeah. it because we know that we did like the best for ourselves. Yeah. And so I think, you know, as a coach, I stress that a lot, but to me, um, it was just, it was so neat how easily that came back, um, as to like, this is how you race and this is how you are the most successful. Yeah. That's gotta feel so good. And, and the thing that's popping into my head as you're talking is how much of that stuff I think that maturity, that confidence, that calmness, how much of that has also come from you as becoming a parent? Like you've got this tr 19 years of training and now you've got like, I can handle like these little kids and I can put this all together and my body is still got something in it. And mm -hmm. if I can just swirl that all together, 
minus a little throwing up in the finish line. <laughs> That's got to feel really amazing. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. And it totally puts stuff into perspective when you have kids too. Cause you're like, you know, the thing I was more stressed about was like, okay, what do I need to do so that the kids are ready in the morning so that Dylan can get them right. out the door while I'm gone so that they can make it to the finish line so that yep. they have what they need at the finish yeah. line while they're waiting for me. You know? So like my thought race morning was so much more centered on like, what do the kids need? And yes. like, you know, I had to be able to nurse Rome right before I left because, oh you know, I wasn't like, I didn't have, I wasn't doing like a, um, like I wasn't checking a bag or anything. So yeah. it was like, I couldn't take pump stuff along. Oh like God, I my, needed to my be boobs hurt for you right now. Right? So I was like, <laughs> I have to be like really like on time with yes. all the stuff. And like, I literally had to wake him up to be like, okay, you have to nurse at 5am because I'm leaving, you know, at 545 yes. so that I can get to the start line. So that, you know, um, and then within like 20 minutes of finishing, I'm nursing him again, you know? And like, that was my main focus. It was like, okay, drink a couple glasses of water. All right, now nurse the baby. So, you and know, they don't it care was that just, mom just won the race. No, not at all. <laughs> um, and I think some of my competitors, like some of those guys who I, I had end up passing um, during the race, like they kind of saw me like, you know, at the end, like breastfeeding my kid. And I'm pretty sure they were like, oh my gosh, what just happened? You know, you, know, you, you have to be really good about that, that you smoke these guys and over here, you're a badass mom, totally like nursing. And like, it's, it's gotta feel a little good there. It did. It did. It felt really good. Um, and one of the funny things was one of the guys on his Strava wrote like, um, uh, first place on his um Strava and I was like you were first place male like you you should have like I think maybe been a little more clear with that guys <laughs> so whoever you are we're calling you out <laughs> I know I thought about like giving him kudos or something on it just to be like yeah good you, job. you and I know what happened out there <laughs> that's amazing I love it I love hearing stories like that of just like you're going out and you're like, I still got it. Cause I think that's something that, that moms, especially when they're trying to get back. Um, and I can't even imagine what it is, you know, when this is your literal day job, like you're trying to get back and it just feels good to find yourself again. And it feels good to have your body do what you want it to do. Um, yeah. just, and just to so wrap, nice when go your ahead. body works with you. And I think that's something that, um, you know, after I had Athens, I feel like I was just forcing my body. It was like, I'm trying mm. to like, my mind wants this, but my body yeah. isn't quite there yet. Um, and so it was so nice this spring to be like, my mind's there and my body's there. And it's like there. we're working together gotcha. and that felt so good. What do you think the difference was between the two experiences? I was much more cautious, um, with okay. kind of what we would say call real training. Um, mm -hmm. This time around with Athens, I was very controlled for the first six months. And then mm -hmm. I was like, okay, you're six months. Like I'm going to start uh... weaning and we're going to get like, I'm going to get back into like my routine. And I yep. still had that, like I was coming off of being this, you know, high level professional athlete. And I was like, okay, I need to be doing doubles. I need to be able to get back into yeah. the gym. Um, you know, I need to be able to sleep. And so I feel like I was just kind of forcing 
everything gotcha. to try and happen. I was trying to control it all. Um, and this time I was just like, you know what? Like the first year, it doesn't matter. We'll just see what happens. I'll yeah. just kind of run on feel. It wasn't even until the last six weeks um, of like the spring. So like middle of April, yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm going to throw like some organized training on my calendar yeah. quick um, just so that I can be semi you know, prepared on these race days, but it was, you know, I pretty much was just kind of having fun with it, um, and going out and like, uh, just kind of listening to my body. And it was like, if I feel like running five miles or run five miles, if I feel like running 10 miles or run 10 miles, like, you know, I'll, I'll just see how I feel. Um, and I think having that, like a little bit more of like day to day, week to week, instead of like, this okay structured plan um really helped me and i know everyone's different like that's just what worked for me this time around um but i feel like because i wasn't forcing things um and because i didn't have these like timeline goals of like okay by this date i need to be doing track workouts and by this date i need to be hitting a 20 mile long run and by this you know it was just like well like if I hit it, if I can get a track workout in cool, right. that would be great. Um, like one week I was able to do that. And then the next week I was like, eh, I'm just going to do a fart like in my neighborhood in case I need to call it because we didn't sleep last night, you know? Right. So I was able to just make those adjustments along the way. Yeah. I think that's such great advice to um, first time moms and then moms with, with a couple of kids too. Cause I, I, I do think the first time, I think you're trying to 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 make things happen. You you kind of don't know how it's supposed to go, and but you're trying to almost imprint your former life onto your your new life as a mom. And I, t- too bad it takes more kids to, to figure it out. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. I, I, I quit it too. I'm like, no, I, I've learned enough. I you know, I, I often think I'm like, well, if I had a third, I'm I, I bet I'd be really good. I'm like, no, we're done. <laughs> That's how I feel too. Um, my whole my whole second pregnancy, I was like, okay, I'm gonna really enjoy this because it's mm-hmm. the last time. It's the last yes. time I ever have to be pregnant. It's the last time yes. I ever have to go through all these feelings. And my second pregnancy, fortunately, was so much easier than That's my good. first. Um, I was not sick the whole time. I was oh, able good. to run the yeah. entire time throughout. And again, I think a lot of it was I did let go of expectations. And I was like, yeah. I'm going to run one mile a day. I'm going to see what that looks like. Um, and sometimes I would stop after a mile. And sometimes I would run 10. It just depended on the day. Um, and I think just giving myself, like, I don't I don't care if I'm running 10-minute pace when I'm used to running 7-minute pace. Like, it's fine. Um, and so... I feel like that also really allowed, you know, mentally and physically for me to have a better pregnancy and a better return to running. Um, And I feel like, you know, the, like I said before, like just the, the confidence knowing that like it does come back um, and you you know, with every year that passes, because I was just getting to the point where like Athens was sleeping through the night. Yeah. We we're in a pretty good routine <laughs> with him. Um, you know, he would he could sit in the stroller or in the bike cart for two hours when I did a long run because he had no he was old enough and he yep. could entertain himself and he could watch an iPad and he could have snacks and he could, you know, like it we were just in such an easier spot. Yeah. And so I know, you know, right now we're in a little bit of a challenging age with Rome right around that year mark. Um, But, you know, I know it gets easier. And so 
it's like, I know I have more time for myself in the next year or two. And I know that we'll sleep again at some point. And I know that um, things will just get like less chaotic and less stressful. Um, And it's like, you know, with the first one, you're like, oh my gosh, it's never going to get better. It's never going to change. Like, um, (laughs) I think the time stuff gets a little bit easier in some respects. I think it's a little harder when they're older, you pick them up from school and you're picking up this like live grenade and you don't know whether it's happy or sad and you have to be prepared for that. So we're in that phase with Athens right now. Um, He's almost four and oh, three and a half to four is hard. Yeah, especially um, a lot of emotions, yes. a lot of like very strong emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there's also some really cool moments. Like yeah. we've been watching um, the World Championships. Oh my um, gosh, it's been so great this him. week. Yeah, it's been so fun, and he has found every excuse possible to not go to bed so that he can he stay up and watch. watch track. Yes, and like we really can't blame him, you know, because like we're a track family, and like this is what we do. Um, and but like I mean, last night he was just up in his room, and you just hear him. I'm all alone. 